Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Corras, Dr. of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Gracias por tus oídos. Today, I want to talk about a little bit of basic injury management advice for the fantasy football player. But first, I wanted to say, please make sure to go over, follow me on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. Make sure that you are subscribing, rating, and reviewing my podcast, the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast you're currently listening to. It would mean a lot to me if you did that. I need to give this podcast that I started about a year ago a little bit of love give it a little bit more attention. I appreciate all the race interviews I've gotten so far. Tell your friends, tell your family all about this podcast. I hope to be original. I hope to be helpful, actionable. That's what I strive to do every day. So give me a, a rate and a review. Give me feedback on Twitter. Um, and I appreciate everybody who's already done so. It means a lot and it'll continue to mean a lot to me for those of you who decide to give me feedback and those of you who um, will rate and review my podcast. Now let's jump into what I want to talk about today. I think the first piece of advice seems a little bit obvious on the surface, but I wanted to give more context. In this tweet that I had with this thread over on Twitter, again, at FB Injury Doc, pieces of advice, things to do, things not to do. One of the things I said to not do is to trade for any skill player who recently is coming off a high ankle sprain. I want to give more context, though. The reason that I don't recommend trading for a player who just had a high ankle sprain or is coming off a high ankle sprain is because those injuries tend to linger. They linger or they recur. There are always a handful of skill players every year that suffer a high ankle sprain. Since 2016, anywhere between 10 to 15 of them. Uh, and they come back, they play, they either perform well or they don't. Here are just a few names who, since 2016, had a high ankle sprain, came back, re-injured it, or simply never recovered from it fully and needed more time. So since 2016, nobody really that relevant in 2016. I guess Jeremy Butler was the most relevant. You also had Luke Stoker. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Apologies. Uh, and Kevin White. So not really fantasy relevant names. In 2016, Eddie Lacy really wasn't that fantasy relevant anymore, but he's included. 2017, moving on, you see the names of Odell Beckham Jr., who had some sort of ankle injury. It seemed high ankle-ish to me, and then he fractured his ankle. CJ Procise, Devontae Parker had a high ankle sprain that occurred. Emmanuel Sanders, of course, you know, needed tightrope surgery after that 2017 season. Terrell Pryor, who was a little less fantasy relevant at that point, but he also had a high ankle sprain that lingered or recurred. 2018, moving on, you see Matt Breida, Quincy Inunua. 2019, of course, the infamous Alvin Kamara high ankle sprain and the infamous Saquon Barkley high ankle sprain. Moving into 2020, we all, of course, remember Michael Thomas. Jimmy Garoppolo, and Raheem Mostert. The Michael Thomas situation is the worst case scenario. And the thing is, these players are going to try to fight through it, just like Michael Thomas did. And you never know when the player is fighting through it or is legitimately going to get over it. In 2019, Saquon Barkley obviously got over it towards the end. But you're gambling on these players. Anytime you trade for them in season, you're gambling if they have a high ankle sprain that they're going to come back from it. You're gambling that they don't have a deltoid rupture the way Michael Thomas did. Maybe once you're at the end of your season, maybe you're 500, trying to get into the playoffs, you need a little higher ceiling on your team, trade for those dudes who have high ankle sprains. But at the same time, don't do it if you don't need them. It's a risky game. It is a dangerous game, as they would say on the Dan Levitard show. And of course, you know, high ankle sprains aren't always four to six weeks in duration. The There is an article from 2013 by Daryl Osbar and colleagues that showed players come back in about 15 days in the NFL after a high ankle sprain. And also, according to my own research, of course, since 2016, skill players specifically, they miss an average of 1.8 games, so obviously two games, with a median of two, 
a mode of three and a standard deviation of 1.54. So essentially, players tend to miss two games. They can miss, obviously, up to zero games or up to four games. But it's very rarely, unless Adam Schefter himself reports that it's going to be four to six weeks, it's very rarely four to six weeks. So just keep that in your back pocket. Can it be four to six weeks? Yes, absolutely. Especially if it's a Michael Thomas type situation. But it does not always mean that it's going to be six weeks. So just don't. Don't trade for these players. You don't need them. Unless you need a higher ceiling on your team towards the end of the season, don't trade for players with high ankle sprains. Another very common injury that is definitely going to require your thought, require some research, and require some looking into before you get involved in the situation are hamstring strains. Of course. From 2016 to 2019, there were 45 individuals responsible for 55 total recurrences. Here is the kicker. Of those 45 individuals and the 55 recurrences, nine of them happened in the first week back from a hamstring strain or playing through injury. And of those entire 55 recurrences, 39 of them happened in season. Now, you can think of examples from 2020, Julio Jones, Mike Evans in week one. You had Devontae Parker, obviously that famous, I think it was a Thursday night football game when Keenan Allen said to start him, then he didn't really play. They tend to recur, especially if a player is trying to fight through it. If you see them LP, LP, limited practice, limited practice, and then they try to play, that is a very dangerous game you're playing again. Cash game players should avoid it. It doesn't mean you can't trade for them, but typically when you see hamstring strains, you are going to see that if it isn't a recurrence, the players will miss about 1.4 games with a standard deviation of 1.7. So basically between zero and one games, the median is one game for missed games. If it is a recurrence, it's very, very similar. If it is a recurrence, the difference is that the mode of missed games is one. Meanwhile, if it isn't a recurrence, the mode is it's zero. So here's the thing. Hamstring strains aren't dangerous from a long-term perspective. Once a player fights through a hamstring strain and they actually recover and rehab from it, it's not too dangerous. But if there's one injury that I would say deserves consideration to go against the start your studs argument, it would be hamstring strains, especially the first week off of a hamstring strain. I told everybody, including my buddy over at Fantasy Points, Ben Kukanis, don't start Keenan Allen. He started Keenan Allen anyway. I get it. Sometimes you're in a pinch, but hamstring strains are definitely an injury that you want to be on the lookout for, especially in the first week back. And of course, concussions. Here's the final injury that's the most common. It doesn't, they don't get talked about, uh, I think, quite enough. When it comes to concussions, what you need to know is that, and this is this sample is from 2016 again, 2016 to 2019, there were 162 new instances of concussions. The mean amount of missed time was 0.86, which essentially amounts to one game. The median was one and the mode was zero. However, sample it out. When a player has a first-time concussion in this sample, 42% of players missed zero games, while the other, well, 42% missed one game. Let me say that again. 42% of players in this sample coming off a first-time concussion missed zero games. And 42% of players in this sample coming off their first-time concussion missed one game. So it's essentially a coin toss, 50-50 according to this sample. Now, we also know that coming off a concussion, the first week back, according to the literature, is the most dangerous week. There were 34 
players overall who had a recurrence from 2017 to 2019. And 21 of those players had a recurrence within one year. So if you're in drafts, you got two players in very similar tiers. Look at that player. Look at the player who recently had a concussion within the last year. That can be your tiebreaker. And of course, be careful when it comes to making start sit decisions too early. Because based on the sample, there's just a good of a chance that players will miss after their first concussion a game as opposed to missing no games. So don't make your plans too early. Concussion protocol is uh, can be fickle. It's the same for everybody. And if that'll do it for today, make sure you rate, review, subscribe this podcast and follow me on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. Give me your feedback. Tell me what you think. Thanks.